Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whenever you're listening to this episode, the latest episode of the Estate Agents Podcast, and welcome. Um, joined, as always, by Mr. Sinclair, Mr. Tech himself. How are you? Good morning. Yeah, I'm like a cat with two tails. Can we? Oh, I won't ask why. You can tell us in a second. Yeah. And Mr. Andrew Overman, how are you? I'm very well, thank you. I'm like a dog with two dicks. Oh, my God. Oh, you're lucky, Jack. <laughs> <laughs> and we and we are joined by not one but two guests today from the Noch Dayton Empire of Estate Agents in the Shropshire, Ludlow, Telford, Ironbridge, Bridge North area. Um, so we have got Senior and Junior Nettleton. So welcome to both of you. Hello. Thanks for having us. Dean, I'm sorry. It's all right. So 1831, not your your age. No, that's when the first, the firm was first um, started by uh, a Mr. Ted Nock. Uh, This is quite interesting. Um, In his first poster, when he started business, um, he was operating from the Cross Keys Public House in the High Street in Bridge North. Sounds um, like my kind of business, that, Robin. Yeah. <laughs> That's clearly how things started in those days. And uh, he was assuring everybody of his, of his undivided personal attention with moderate charges. Isn't that good? The moderate odd pint charges. or two. Moderate charges, the odd pint or two. Now, for our <laughs> listeners, the reason that we have invited um, Robin, and as a byproduct of that, Michael. Sorry, Michael. It's <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> I know my place. <laughs> onto the podcast is because um, in my early years, um, I had quite strict uh, grandparents. And um, one, of the, um, one of the things that I remember hearing on a, a very regular basis is, Andrew, respect your elders. Robin has been um, involved in auctioneering and uh, latterly estate agency and the network that you have of several offices there um, spanning back many decades and we felt uh, as a team uh, Luke, Stephen and I that it was important that in these times of difficult trading conditions, a difficult situation that we respect our elders and go straight to Robin to get a brief history of where, where you came to be an estate agent, what, um, you know, what, what leads you to be here. Um, I understand that your early days was livestock auctioneering, Robin, and so with swine flu, we've now got coronavirus. We're hoping between the two, you can steer a path of light for our listeners. Over to you. Fine. Well, not only swine flu, we had uh, foot and mouth disease twice. Um, so uh, as far as the um, livestock marketing side of the business is concerned, uh, we've been through uh, um, several um, uh, serious uh, situations that could have put the business at risk. Um, and the last one, it may not be too relevant to everybody, uh, was the, uh, the last foot and mouth uh, epidemic Um, and uh, the market was closed Um, so we had a word with the um, with um, all the guys as to what they wanted to do they all wanted to 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 stay on and continue with their jobs Uh, and we basically decided 
a little bit like what's going on now, that um, people would still require, because um, we're talking about finished stock, i.e. stuff that goes into the, uh, in, into the food chain, would still need supplying. Um, so we, in actual fact, uh, decided to trade privately. So we were actually selling livestock without seeing it, relying on farmers' descriptions uh, to describe the livestock. Then, when they'd got the, 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 the descriptions, we would then place it and agree a deal with the abattoir or uh, wholesaler, who, whoever. This worked really well, but we found, in actual fact, that farmers couldn't accurately describe their own stock. So we, we, <laughs> there was a lot of, there was a lot of uh, issues that had to be addressed. But having said all that, we never made anybody redundant. We offered the people that we could to the, to the government to actually work uh, in the, uh, in the, uh, when, when they were doing the, um, 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 shooting of the livestock and so on and so forth. You, so, but they all stayed with us and we actually traded privately three quarters of our turnover. So in actual fact, and we were one of the few people and the early people to actually sort of do that. A lot of people just put the key in the door and said, well, you know, um, we'll come back when it all, when it all settles. And I think that's the lesson here now, is that, uh, and, and I'm very pleased with what Michael and the team have been doing, that they have actually concentrated on what we need to do, actually to, to keep in touch with our client base, uh, and what's more, be there for when things return to, as we think, normal. But it won't be normal when it happens, it's gonna be completely, different I suspect uh, and there'll be a lot of lessons that we will learn um, from everybody and certainly from you guys and, uh, and uh, uh, that we will be able to put in we're putting into practice now uh, and Michael has no doubt talked to you about those but some of those are going to survive and, and, and be corner, corner posts in, in the new way uh, of actually trading. Just talking, about, just talking about the stage agency itself, I, I, I just can't think when the dates were, but when we had the first sort of crash, it was just the same thing. We just actually buttoned down. We have, we've always had a, a, a good team of people um, and uh, just did what we could and we traded successfully. Let's bring Michael in now, if we can, Robin, because um, Michael, you're, you're, you're somebody whom I uh, admire greatly. You're part of Stephen's Mastermind Network, the, um, sorry for the B-team listeners, but part of the A-team, <laughs> the originals. Um, you're navigating some fairly choppy waters at the moment. Um, just for our audience, Michael, how many, uh, how many colleagues do you employ? Um, we've got a team of about 50 uh, spanned across six offices um, and we've invested very, very heavily um, in tech and such like uh, over the last two or three years um, where, 
you know, it was it, it was a big decision to do at the time. Um, but as of about two or three weeks ago, it all of a sudden made a lot of sense to a lot of people. Um, and massive credit to Dad because um, he was banging on about being in the cloud, you know, well over ten years ago. Um, so although we do have the legacy of uh, trading since 1831, which is you know a fantastic thing to be able to say, um, we've always been pretty forward thinking. Uh, we've always tried to plan ahead. Uh, and not get too excited with what we've done this year because you never quite know what's around the corner. Absolutely. So, absolutely. Sorry, Robin. I just said absolutely right. Yeah. So, Mike, can you share for our audience some of the challenges that you have faced as business owners um, as openly and honestly as you can uh, and feel comfortable with uh, over, yeah. the last, over the last week to, to, to a fortnight? Yeah, I mean, obviously, you never would have wanted this. But, you know, um, you know necessity is a mother of invention, isn't it? To, to, to quote Peter Knight, who I know we're all you know, keen disciples of. Um, and like I say, we, we've been putting a huge amount in over the last two or three years in terms of upgrading our CRM. Uh, in terms of VoIP phone system, uh, in terms of Microsoft Teams, in terms of Zoom, uh, in terms of, you know, if, if anyone goes and has a look on our Facebook profiles, um, th 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 there's a huge amount that we've put in. Um, and our biggest challenge actually um, was if, if, if someone wanted to come for me uh, for the day to come and do a tour of the offices, um, it would quite literally just take that day just to drive around because of the geographical spread. Whereas um, what we found because of the necessity of people working from home uh, in, you know, essential journeys only, et cetera, um, we've, we've all of a sudden had to have this massive clash of this established firm that's been going for 180 years um, with basically a new business that we've cobbled together in the last fortnight. Um, and fortunately, technology has allowed us to do that. Um, and Dad's quite right in terms of what he's saying is when it comes back, we're obviously um, in a very extreme position at the moment. Um, but when it does come back, it will come back, but it won't come back to exactly where it was. The normal will have moved forward slightly. So when I was, when, when we kind of um, talk about, you know, come on, we've got to do video, we've got to do Zoom calls, we've got to do all this stuff. Um, all of a sudden, it makes absolute sense to everybody in the organisation. Um, and I don't think our organisation is uh, unique to that. I think that's pretty much across the industry. Um, so, uh, you know, our, things that we've looked at in terms of like Matterport so you know Matterport was probably a nice to have a few weeks ago whereas now you're looking at reinventing how we do a state agency why would someone want to go and view a house um, if they've been and had a look around it two or three times on Matterport and um, you've had a zoom call to qualify them motivation ability needs um, you've really got to know what everyone's about you've seen the house you can talk to them about it and they're saying yeah and I still like to go and look at it well, presumably, you know, you're going to sell it that day, aren't you? Um, and the, the, I, I think there's huge efficiencies um, and huge um, opportunities out there that could come out of all this. Um, the, the, the only caveat that is for how long it takes, because um, the, 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 the deeper this goes and the longer it goes, um, then obviously, you know, some of the, some, some of the cons uh, start to weigh out some of the pros, perhaps. But what we ought to talk about, Mike, is the furloughing and, and that yeah. decision in terms of merit, we've got a significant wage bill uh, mm. and, uh, and, and of course, the saving of the day, if you like, um, 
was of course the government announcing these furlough rules which absolutely uh, that they've taken a bit of clarifying one way and or another but it was just talk through making those decisions in in terms of how how we balance that and what we're doing bearing in mind of course we have a, a very strong um, letting and um, management portfolio and of course that's that's working more or less as normal uh, yeah. in terms of being available um, unfortunately robin the the measures put in place by the government in terms of of workers and and and, and the ability to furlough means that the rental book is hopefully pretty much protected um, against non-payment of rents and, and people struggling in the wider communities. And I think um, at this point we should all, we're recording this now on Tuesday the 7th. Obviously we learned yesterday that our Prime Minister Boris Johnson was admitted to um, ICU. Uh, I think it would be a prudent moment to mention that whatever your political belief, whatever your standing, um, I'm sure that uh, all of our guests today wish him and his family the very best of health. He has done, in our view, um, collectively a, a wonderful job in leading the country in extreme circumstances. And he is also an expectant father. And I know that we've got all five of us on the call today that are parents and no parent, um, you know, no, no, no child should be born into the world with, with, without a parent. And, and we hope that that's definitely not the case with Mr. Johnson. So, um, yeah, on, on a very, very serious note, we um, uh, uh, collectively from the EA podcast team wish Mr. Johnson, uh, Boris Johnson, our leader, our prime minister, um, a full uh, recovery, recovery yeah. and the very best of health in the very swiftest of time so that he can get back doing what he does best. And that's leading a united uh, kingdom and, and a very great Britain back to being great again. Well, <laughs> so unprecedented times and we've heard that term mentioned several times how do you think it's going to change the landscape of a state agency Stephen well I think um, Michael's already touched on it um, with technology um, the zoom calls um, maybe people are going to be so from a, a business owner's point of view if you take Michael and the geography it's going to save Michael and his colleagues a hell of a lot of time just by organizing these Zoom calls. Um, you know, you can have the remote board, board meetings, uh, which is going to help. You can come up with your plans. Um, you don't need to be in the same room in order to do that. That's going to save a lot of time. You know, you just started on talking about Matterport. Um, so there's going to be loads of really useful tech now that people are going to start looking at as well. Um, which is going to help them. I mean, even me um, has managed to do something quite technical um, to get. Don't laugh. Don't Michael laugh. did it for yeah. you, for Christ's <laughs> sake. I am your witness, Stephen. It yeah. works. It's true. <laughs> it is true. It is true. So, so, so you didn't do it yourself, Stephen. No, I no, no, have you, you sent me a message saying, "Wow, I've managed to do this," and I'm thinking, "Fair play to him. He's, he's managed to actually." watch a youtube video or read something on how to do it and you've cheated i massive, he cheated. Ma ma massive shout out to russ sellers at starbury who was absolutely amazing so thank you who on the sunday was helping me but the point Mr. is Brown. But, but the point is it's done 
technology works. Um, so, but yeah, tech tech will change how we do things without a shadow of a doubt. Yeah, um, I just think from from just sorry to butt in, Stephen, but in terms of what we've gone through as a business in the last fortnight. Um, I would argue as a board, as a new business, we've probably never been um, more communicated better, more efficient, more on point, quicker to react to things um, through the use of technology in terms of the Zoom and the Microsoft Teams. So we, we've transitioned like literally within a fortnight from, you know, whether it's a large business or not, but certainly over a large area um, to actually a very small, neat um, uh, uh, highly effective team um, and that is a phenomenal lesson which was always my biggest challenge really as, as we've always discussed in our mastermind is like from a communication point of view how do we get this across uh, whereas now it's you know it's it's click of a button you know in, and, and everyone's together and you know we can talk about things and um, without spending you know 49 pence a mile and um, booking the afternoon off to drive to insert name of office here so Robin Sorry. But the important, the important thing here is that the directors have an eight o'clock a.m. team meeting and a five o'clock every day, because things are moving so quickly, um, yeah. and you're also getting to know what's going on, and it really, really helps in bringing people together. So, Robin, are you in the business day to day, and do you? No, um... no, absolutely no way. I'm okay. actually tired at home. Um, I'm a bottom line man now. You <laughs> but, but Robin, can I just ask then, do you feel more connected to the business now that you have the opportunity of jumping on that 8am and 5pm call if you wish to do so? Do well, you, I do. Would you, and you do. Do you feel more connected to your business now than perhaps you would have done five or ten years ago before, before we had this technology? Um, I don't know how to answer that. I mean, so... I've got a, I had a nickname of the benevolent dictator, so I, I thought I was in control of things, um, and that, that was my nature. Um, but there again, what my mind was thinking and what everybody else was thinking, um, I've got no way of, I, of, of knowing whether or not it, we, 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 we were all together, as it were. Um, but it's different now, um, and as far as I'm concerned, over the last few years, I've been here to support Michael, but Knock Dighton, I've been with Knock Dighton for 60 years. Um, Since you were two, Robin, come on. I did. 1st of March 1960, I was 16 years old when I came down to Knock Dighton as an article clerk. And uh, I, I, I'm not, I'm, <laughs> I'm not the chairman anymore because <laughs> I exceeded that to Michael. <laughs> about a year or so ago, although he was acting in that role anyway. Um, but there we go. But you're still an incredibly influential person in his life, and you only joined us for one mastermind session and uh, became very, very influential in ours, which is why in these uncertain but, times we wanted you both on the podcast to fine, navigate sure the topic. I did, I did enjoy the day and I didn't quite know what to, what to expect. But Michael said, oh, they're all good guys. You'll get on all right. <laughs> I, I was told to mind my language, and I was very reassured that by 11.30, you dropped the B-bomb in the meeting. I think you said bloody, and I was like, yes, I can relax myself for a little bit. <laughs> it, 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 it could be worse than that. Uh, <laughs> well, well, I'd implore you next time, please do, because then I can come to uh, full debrief mode. 
one of my weaknesses when I'm frustrated, my voice gives me away. And being an auctioneer, I've got a, my voice carries anyway. And uh, uh, that gets me into trouble sometimes. But there we go. So we talked about furloughed workers and uh, Robin, you mentioned it and, and the wonderful measures that this government is putting in place to stabilise and keep the economy going through these choppy waters. Um, one of the things that we can do, and, and Stephen touched on it a moment ago, is um, we can train our colleagues during furlough. Um, yeah. I understand that furloughed um, furloughed means that you can't be income or fee generating. You cannot be a significant part of um, business generation. But of course, it doesn't detract you from being able to teach, train, learn, educate your colleagues and team. Michael, what are you doing in place at the moment to keep connected with any staff? You Well, first of all, can I ask the question? Have you, fur have you had to furlough any of your team? Yeah, we've probably furloughed about 50 to 60%. Um, a third of our business is in property management anyway. Um, so they're as busy, if not busier than ever. Uh, and then we've just got the frontline branch principals in the branches, um, as well as the uh, board of directors, plus you know, uh, an admin support function as well. So we've, we, we've always used money penny and you know, with our VoIP phones, we've been able to track um, the inbound and outbound calls and activities. So um, we've, we've, we've furloughed on a, on a gently, gently as kind of needed basis because we were going for um, you know, a soft landing in terms of how we were going to be, how we're going to be dealing with this. And how are you keeping your furloughed colleagues connected to the business? Yeah, we, we, yeah inspired by Kevin Ellis, I suppose, we have a, uh, a Zoom meeting every Friday with everybody in the business where everyone comes has a drink at five o'clock. Uh, that's been incredibly well attended. Um, we've um, given all the staff um, you know, access to, you know, Facebook and such like, because we're very keen that they kind of support the local communities because um, we've got a significant um, following from that point of view. So in terms of volunteering to do drop-offs and such like, you know, is, we expect that from people. Um, we also have a, a, a Facebook workplace. So that's a kind of internal comm system uh, where we've just done a survey sent out today um, asking people for feedback in terms of, you know, what their training they're going to be doing, which podcasts are going to be listened to, um, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and there's been a real buy-in, actually, and, and I'll thank Stephen in particular for this um, with, you know, all, all his mentoring and, and obviously the, the Troy Malcolm event. The, 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 the penny, you know, we, we took a lot of people to that and the penny massively dropped. Uh, about you know the importance of you know personal development and education. So uh, a lot of the the, the 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 guys in the teams who are at home have very much gone away, um, expecting to be listening to well hopefully podcasts like this because they're fully aware of it. Uh, and the 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 reason so on the Friday that it all kind of was starting to happen, we 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 used Teams, went around all the offices uh, and explained to everybody that you know we wouldn't be making any redundancies. Um, we didn't quite know how we were going to do it, but we get, get by. Um, obviously, the, the Chancellor came up trumps for us. Um, and with that kind of goodwill, um, there's very much an expectation that when people come back off furlough, um, with all the resources and everything they have available to um, get sharpen the saw whilst they're off, um, we're very much of the view um, that you know, the comeback needs to be greater than the setback. So we've got a very um, pragmatic eye. Um, my, my biggest concern is you know when all this blows over um we don't want to be starting getting kind of one-star google reviews um because we can't cope with the demand because you know we've cut too deeply with our teams you know morale's low etc so 
I'm really looking forward to coming out of this, whilst I assume everyone else is, um, but I'm really looking forward to coming out of it and having you know, an even better firm for it because people have actually had that um, unique opportunity to press the pause button for three months and go, right, okay, um, you know, these are the things I need to sharpen up on. And I would suggest that uh, the, the majority of our team have gone away absolutely with the right attitude and I'm going to come back all the better for it. Team culture is absolutely essential at a time like this. If you've got a, if, you know, if you're working in an office or you're working in an environment where there is no communication, there's a lack of leadership, there's a lack of direction, and there's no team culture, you can't expect to retain those uh, colleagues, team, staff after the event. Luke, it's something that you um, put a massive emphasis on in, in your business. Do you want to just share what you're doing um, with your team as well, Luke? Yeah, no, de no, definitely. And like what Michael said about the um, Friday Friday beers or Friday catch up on Zoom, um, kind of pinch that from Kevin Ellis, and I think a lot of companies are doing that now to just get everyone together, even those that are on furlough. Um, uh, interested? I've just sent around a message to everyone, so we're going to do bingo tomorrow evening um over zoom i've seen that and um you can do virtual bingo so they can do their dobbing on the screen uh and things so again that that's that's good um but it's just keeping in touch but it's having those regular uh catch-ups so similar to what michael's doing um every morning at eight o'clock and then at 1 p.m we have a catch-up the eight eight o'clock one can last anything between 15 minutes up to an hour uh, Monday morning it went on for about an hour and a half but that's because we rolled out our new CRM um, and just trying to feed out new little bits of um, bits of training and how to absorb new information such as Josh Vegan. I think he's an excellent trainer so we're rolling out different uh, bits of audio videos and we're going to use this time to actually create our own kind of learning hub so not just the colleagues now but also the colleagues that are on furlough we've got a resource so if we see a good video we can share it amongst everyone and we want to be able to see who's watched it who hasn't watched it and then maybe even take a little test at the end to make sure it has been has been kind of absorbed and, and i kind of pinched that idea from the screenshot that michael shared with us where he had it all broken down into different folders and just being a geek that i am i thought how can i take it to the to a new level so that we can track to see because it's all very well giving colleagues these tools but how do you know they've actually done it um we want to trust everyone to that they've done it but we also need to check and measure and challenge if if they have done it so um and i really liked um the uh where how robin kind of used this point that this when we come out of this that's going to be the corner post um and what i'm particularly finding Good at the minute is it's actually making people go into uncomfortable situations i don't know if everyone else has found that where it's like anything when you're forced into a situation to do something you you learn how to do it so stephen's learned how to use technology um <laughs> and and but that but is that not the same with the rest of your team so before if we if we didn't have the coronavirus if we'd if michael had said to some of his team right we're all going to jump on a zoom call uh friday at uh 10 o'clock to have a morning meeting they'd think he's lost his marbles um and that uh, and you then got a big battle well, how, what's a zoom call how do i get on zoom um uh, and then you've got 
audio problems um someone's trying to do it whilst they're in a coffee shop or something so now people are actually understanding the benefits and people have come to me and said i think we could use zoom calls to have conversations with our vendors so we can actually see them face to face rather than being at the end of the phone um and when we're doing our intro calls and i think again people react better when you can actually see them don't they you think you'll be setting up your market appraisal appointments that way in the future and sell, sell over advice meetings. Do you, do you know? Do you see yeah. this? Do you see, see Zoom is the way forward? Are we, you know, are we going to let our Massively. colleagues book appointments for us and just say, look, you know, Andrew's going to be in touch. He'll have a quick Zoom call with you, answer any questions, yeah. cover anything off that you might be worried about, so that we can come prepared, well equipped. Um, Michael, what do you think? How can you implement Zoom in your business? Yeah, a, a million and one ways, really. Um, I, I, I think in terms of property management, there's a conversation there. You could do a Zoom call, you could have the tradesman, um, the tenant, the property manager, crikey, you can even have a landlord on it as well. Sales progression, well, you need to speak to your solicitor about that. Hello, hold on a minute, why don't I get on a Zoom call with you and we'll both ask him together. Um, the, the, the list goes on, you can schedule well, that, your That Zoom could calls. reduce pipeline times down considerably. Yeah, massively, yeah, because there's, no, there's nowhere to hide there. Um, just in terms of frequency of your Zoom meetings, so um, why don't you put a recurring task in your calendar to have a 15-minute meeting every morning at 9 o'clock with like, your, your key reports, you know, just short and sharp. It's in the diary, nothing's going to bump that out. Um, in terms of, yeah, uh, in terms of viewings, uh, again, yeah, we spoke about that earlier on. Um, in terms of valuations, well, the house is a bit of an innocent bystander, really. It's all about the person. So if you can have a 45-minute conversation completely undistracted about the house um, and all you're talking about is what their wants and needs are and by the way i'll come around and we'll, we'll put an accurate figure on the house tomorrow um that, that's probably a much more effective service actually because um what you're going to be listening to is you know what it is that actually what their real drivers are as opposed to playing you know house price bingo and if you can think of the highest number then maybe you'll be the one who gets the instruction so i, I just think the, the 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 potential for it is fantastic but like what Luke was saying earlier on, it's all about the network effect. So if you're not on Zoom now in our organisation, um, you don't know what's going on. Um, so if you want to find out what's going on and be part of it, um, you, you need to, you know, start getting over those, um, you know, uncomfortable things like, oh, I don't like being on camera and all, you know, I don't want to speak up and all technology and all, you know, what about the audio, all this kind of stuff. Um, there's, sorry, it's, <laughs> it just has to be done now. Um, why, so why do you think, think we record podcasts? Second, sorry. Why do you think we record podcasts? We've all got a face for radio. <laughs> <laughs> it's not true. Now, let, let me just ask. Um, we've got two very successful business owners, three very successful business owners, or um, in the room, um, Mr. Tech and myself. Um, is this going to change the landscape? of estate agency um luke michael robin you have an employed model at the moment um covering luke quite three four concentrated patches robin michael a massive geographical area do you think i think nikki stevenson has gone on record this morning as saying she thinks that this is going to open the floodgates for self-employed estate agency um do you see any change in your model or do you just think it will change the way that we operate as agents the latter for me and me i think i think there's a real 
Um, I think there's so many positives we, with our very traditional business model, can take out of it. But I think there's a real Goldilocks zone for those self-employed types, um, which, you know, if, if, I think for some people that is absolutely the right thing to do. For other people, a franchise is absolutely the right thing to do. For other people, um, you know, a more entrepreneurial setting up your own business is absolutely the right thing to do. Um, for other people, being a, a senior employee, you know, Cheryl Sandberg, you know, she's doing okay. She's a member of staff, um, you know, Facebook reference there. Um, so I think some people it's like, look, you know, I just want to earn, you know, enough money and then at half five, I want to go home. That's perfectly acceptable as well. There's, there's plenty of room for people like that in any organization, actually. Um, so yeah, I think it's great that there's other models out there. Um, but I think we need to stay in our lane as far as our business is concerned. Um, and it's a great place to work. Luke? Um, I think it's an opportunity to change the landscape of your existing business and like what echoing what Michael said I think you can use it to further enhance what you've already got um, and like in examples of how can you potentially do more with the same people so to cut down uh, and I think we talked about it in the other podcast the other day so to do a viewing so if you went, or it might be Michael when we were doing a, a chat. So to do a viewing, that, you, that we allow half an hour for a viewing. Mm -hmm. um, and, but to travel to that viewing can, can sometimes take up to half an hour. And then you've got to come back from the office. And then you get caught in tra traffic. Or then you've got to prepare for it. You've got to find the key, whatever it is. So all of a sudden, that's maybe an hour and a half to two hours out of your day um, for someone that perhaps we haven't properly qualified. So maybe with the benefits of using your Matterport to say, look, I'm going to send you the link, have a look over the Matterport. Let's then let's have another discussion because that's two hours of your time. And how much, what's the opportunity cost of that? Well, two hours of prospecting could result in thousands of pounds of income or helping sell that next, next home. So I think it's going to help us. And it is a cliche to work more smarter. Um, and, I think we'll find that we'll be able to do a lot more out of our existing infrastructures and not forgetting that this doesn't need to cost hundreds of pounds. Zoom, what does it cost? It's free for up to 40 minutes. Um, even if you go to a subscription, as long as one of you have got a host, 11 pounds, 12 pounds a month or something like that. Microsoft Teams that Michael's referred to. If you've got an Office 365 subscription, it's included. Um, Slack, if, if you don't use Office, Slack is free um, and is a great tool. So a lot of these things are available for free and they're great pieces, great pieces of kit out there that you can actually use. FaceTime, WhatsApp. What do you think, um, Luke, in terms of mental health? It's something that wasn't freely and openly discussed probably five or six years ago. It's quite openly discussed now. People have stresses, people concerned about work-life balance. Um, do you think it will address the way that your team's staff offices at certain times? Do you think, uh, asking all three of you, do you think that people will come back and think, well, actually, like, as you know, I've been furloughed. I've, I've given up my company car today because I don't want that on my tax code at the moment um, I gave it up a few days ago at the beginning of the month do you think people will start thinking less about the status and about the wealth and thinking more about 
work-life balance, family priorities, other things? Do you think that this is going to reset not just the world and the economy, but, but people? Michael? Yeah, I, 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 like I say, I think we'll never fully go back to where we were. Um, we're in an extreme position at the minute and we'll go back to something resembling normal, but it'll be a new normal. Um, from a mental health point of view, I think that's probably one of man's biggest challenges over the next, you know, 50 to 100 years, um, because, you know, we, we've just not evolved to operate in the kind of society that, you know, we find ourselves in. Um, you know, the technology is, is moving on so fast. But then again, um, technology may end up being the saviour, um, because in lots of respects, we've probably never been more social um, than we have um, in the last couple of weeks. Um, because the ability to drop in and have FaceTimes and virtual pub, um, you know, get up, get togethers on a Friday night. Um, so yeah, it, it's 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 going to be fascinating seeing how things play out over over the coming period. Certainly, I think in a world of social distancing, I I, I said this on a, a recording that I did for our community group this week um, with um, a, a lady that works in the mental health industry. In a world of social distancing. We've never been so digitally connected. Um, and I think that, that that is very, very true of, of today. Luke? Uh, yeah, so I just wanted to pick up on something that Michael said, which was about how we're probably more in touch with maybe friends and family more so now. And obviously that's down to having time. But in the past, we've made excuses. Oh, I haven't got time for this. I haven't got time for that. But realistically how long does it take to pick up your phone and either do a whatsapp facetime or zoom call with them you don't have to go down to the pub to meet them you don't have to go meet up for coffee you can do it from the comfort of your own sofa and some of those conversations that have been going on and and, and we've been the same with sunday morning we were lying in bed and we facetimed my mum and dad stacy's mum and dad um jack uh my stepdaughter and we've done would we have done that on a normal Sunday? No, but at least we've caught up with them and we've had that interaction and and all of those things are great for things like men, mental health um, and it's just keep keeping talking, which is what what they're, what they're saying so um, I just wanted to kind of pitch in on that because even when we do go out of lockdown, I don't see why those things we can still meet up with people, but don't use the excuse you haven't got time because you can do it in the evening and just a quick five minute FaceTime chat rather than not doing it. 100% Luke, as you know, my partners, Lithuania and Yavita, wonderful, wonderful um, pillar to me personally, professionally. Um, and her parents have been incredibly worried. Um, you know, they're 1200 miles away. Um, we're checking in with them on WhatsApp video call um, every day. Um, it's quite emotional because obviously they're always asking the question, how many more people have become ill? How many more people have sadly passed away? What's it like where you are? What's what, you know, what are the regional figures, but it's never also given them and never previously would we have had that layer of reassurance and comfort for them. Um, you go back 25 years when Stephen was running multiple uh, branches for green and co when we didn't even have the internet, how would families that lived in different countries or even different towns and cities have, have connected then? Stephen, I'm going to let you cut in here and add your two pennies worth with because for the first show in 65 episodes, you're not the eldest on the show. So um, take advantage <laughs> of that. 
All I can say is, Robin, thank you. You speak loads of sense. <laughs> don't know about the I don't know about the rest of the people on this podcast. What can I say? What can I say? Look, I think um, there's some interesting points on the self-employed model. Um, I can understand people want that work-life freedom, um, but where we are now is are there enough entrepreneurs in the in this country that actually want to go and do that so i can't actually see seeing that changing um maybe people will go and start that way after this but i just think they it, for me i can't see there's enough people in the country that do it and secondly our fees are too low in this country as well so you know where you're talking about america and agents there are able to get six percent you know here some agents struggle to get one percent so you know and and where the average fee may be two thousand pounds or two two thousand three hundred whatever it is that's um you know and you're giving away fifty percent is it going to work i know it's different in there in different in other areas secondly you talked about where we are now and we're going to be a new norm will people change okay or will people go back very quickly to their old habits so you know again that's something that um that i'm sure people will revert back to type very very quickly um i'm not sure all will Stephen. i think i think this might be a defining point for a lot of people i think it might be a defining point for certain individuals as well hello i agree it's it's the people that want to change will change and the people you know there's always going to be people that think actually this is a holiday and they're just taking it as a permanent holiday and that's it you know it's great um what luke's doing and i love what luke said actually about building now a, a hub that people can go in mm, so, you resource know, hub yeah yeah i think that's absolutely fantastic you know so everybody now and i think michael for you you know to get everybody to start actually putting stuff on this resource hub you know, and then going back and getting everybody to say, right, today we're going to watch this one thing on the research resource hub. But you're getting absolutely everybody to write. Because we've all seen some fantastic videos, you know, and actually maybe I'm going to, I'm going to Luke, can I nick that and put it in my, um, my Facebook page and create a resource hub? And I'm of going to, course you can, Mr. Brown. And, and, and I'm going to put your name down as the source. Well, give I'll, you, let, I'll let give you, you credit. I'll, you what, I'll let you. I'll let you set up the resource hub for me. You can do the website, and you can do all the programming for it. <laughs> now with your newfound technology, easy, we'll, easy, we'll, easy. We'll, 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 Ross, we'll, Ross, where are you? <laughs> <laughs> but, but I mean, just, just, just on that. It, it, again, that doesn't need to cost. Uh, I'm not talking huge sums of money. I'm, it, it's it's going to be an internal kind of website or, or, or learning management system. It's about $63, $70 for WordPress theme. We can have it branded up to us. Um, but again, it show what kind of message does that send out to your colleagues and to your team that you're putting something like this in place, that you're wanting to invest in them. But also there's that famous um, quote about, well, if if you don't, if you don't, uh, if you train your staff well enough, um, uh, but then what if you didn't train them, then they're going to stay. Um, but you want your bet, you want people on their A game, and the only way you can get them on their A game is like I've always mentioned, is that you've got to practice before you play. 
So um, Premier League footballers practice every day and it's only the same in, in, in our industry. We've got to practice all the time. I think, that, I think that gives people an opportunity now. So whether you're furloughed or you're not, you should be practicing now. You should be um, coming up with all the objections and how you can overcome them. Um, you know, what can you do better? Now's a great time to be reviewing all your systems. Um, actually, now may be a great time for your valuers or your listers to be doing a Zoom call, a virtual sales appraisal face-to-face with you or maybe four or five of a team and actually thinking right what can they do to improve mm. okay could i would i would i instruct them as a vendor okay and get that input now to think actually you know they haven't mentioned this they haven't mentioned that they haven't mentioned this this is a great time to be you know actually sharp sharpening your skills Absolutely. If you if uh, if you've furloughed Steve and your appraisal valuation team, then why wouldn't they sit there and polish their skills into a virtual or remote appointment? You know, why wouldn't they be bouncing ideas off each other? Why wouldn't they be talking about the pros and the cons? You know, as, as you know, I've I've been working in the industry for twenty seven years this July, and I know how to conduct an appraisal when I'm physically going into somebody's home. But actually, the first appraisal that you do remotely, what should you be talking about? What format should it take? Is the digital appointment going to be the same as the physical appointment? Are there learnings to be had? Does it need to be signposted in a certain way? Does it need to be guided in a certain way? Do we need to be doing a video prior to the remote sales advice meeting in order to signpost and structure that journey for people? Because it's going to be as new to them as it will be to us. But what a great opportunity to do it. What a great opportunity to start getting on the phone and saying, right, um, so Andy, can you tell me how much you charge? 2%. Well, I'm not paying that. You're far too expensive. Why should I pay that? Value is what you pay. Price is what you receive, Stephen. You may be right, but I'm not paying that. I'll tell you what, I'll sign here now at 1%. Okay, I'll give you 30 minutes of my time. And if I can't justify to you why I'm worth 2%, then we'll have another conversation. Okay, so now that's best for you 2pm or 4pm on Thursday. So now that's great. This is what you should be doing with your teams. Absolutely. In testing times, uh, we're very grateful that uh, both Mike and Robin have given up their time to help um, educate, assist, teach our audience about their experiences as a multi-office serving a huge geographical area in the West Country. And I think it's only fit, right and proper that we do respect our elders and give the final word to Robin. Robin, is there anything you'd like to add in closing? How are we going to navigate these choppy waters? And what would be your clear message to our audience, having been somebody that has worked and served our industry and several others for over six decades? I'd really respect and appreciate your learnings passed on to future generations of listeners. I would, uh, I would say I go back to our strap line, uh, integrity and service, um, because integrity basically means being honest uh, and, and um, um, ethical in everything that you do. Uh, as far as service is concerned, whatever is on the tin, you actually do it uh, and secondly uh, build up um, your reputation if you've got those th- three things you'll you, you you should be basically 
okay in the in the long term without a shadow of a doubt and i would just wish everybody good luck thank you integrity and service respect and reputation um robin there is a huge amount of respect in the mastermind group for your contribution on on that single day as i said hopefully you and michael will be able to attend in future um as as a combined um i certainly feel i could learn a lot by you um and we really appreciate your time uh, guys we're going to finish it as ever in these difficult and turbulent times by saying please stay at home protect the nhs and save lives finally we wish boris johnson a very speedy happy healthy recovery from this terrible disease so that he can navigate us through these choppy waters in the future and i hope everybody will join us at eight o'clock tonight for the clap for boris that's being widely promoted on social media at the moment thank you for listening stay safe here thank you very much guys thank you yeah, thank you thank you, thank you. Excellent. Thank you.